Okay, so Jay's going to do a bit of talking and we're just going to be really quiet and listen to him. Okay? I don't have time to give any more. Okay, I don't know if you saw, but on Twitter, there was this hashtag that was going around that got pretty popular called GameStuck4. Did you hear about this? No. The idea is that, you know, if you tag this GameStuck4 in your Twitter timeline, then you're supposed to name four games that defined you that kind of changed your life or defined who you are okay that's it okay i've not like prepped you for this at all dave so i like it i like it so can you think of four games that have defined who you are i haven't even thought about this myself so i'm gonna have to come up with something on the spot as well so defined who i am i mean it's difficult to think of just games that have defined who i am and games that i've really enjoyed I've just searched for it like, on Twitter, right? So I can, I can give say. you some examples. I want to know if they've given reasons. I mean, I could just name four games. They've not given reasons, but I think we should. Okay, so, I mean, there's lots of obvious ones. Ocarina of Time, Animal Crossing, Metroid Prime, and Mario. Like, that's his four, right? I'll give you one more just to kind of uh, give you something different. One person has said uh, Guitar Hero 3, but different. Interesting. Call of Duty Black Ops. Questionable. So so this is just like off the cuff now, and I have no idea what they were thinking, but they've said SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> okay. on the GameCube. Wow, that is niche. That is pretty rogue. And then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, which which is, I mean, I would never have thought of that, but, you know, as we talked about the other in the other episode, it is a very popular series. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. so I might need you to, like, maybe we can go back and forth and just, like, think of one game each while I... Okay. I mean, I, c- I can't really get away from Ocarina of Time. I know, you are obsessed with that. I, it's like defining who I am, or, like, cause it's because of the memories it invokes, I suppose. Do you think part of that is because when you played it, you were, like, a teenager, and it was maybe, like, a reach-out to your identity? <laughs> a fairy <laughs> like what is link an elf an elf yeah no, ma- but do you, know, do you know what i mean like you you really kind of um, I suppose you, I you get emotionally attached to stuff when, when, when you're a teenager yeah. you know it was a sensitive time and you were just looking for something to grab hold of <laughs> i didn't have a girlfriend <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah i would say so. i would say ocarina um you know it's, 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 I suppose it's the magic involved with Ocarina as well. Mm. And I am a very magical person. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Ocarina without giving a real answer as to why. Is that just your first game? You Remember, you've got to give four. Game Stuck 4 is the tag. I, I want you to jump in now with your first game. I would say it's somewhat unconventional and conventional at the same time. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, for me, was one of those ones that really um, stuck with me. It's just quite a short game. I think it's about nine hours to complete it. Yep. It's not normally listed as like a spectacular game, but it was very much loved. And uh, I think there was definitely like a culture behind that game. And it, it to me, it seemed like the perfect blend of platforming and storytelling and the atmosphere of the game, the whole kind of the feeling you got playing through that game I, I thought was perfect it probably wouldn't be on the conventional list of best games of all time 
uh, it, it definitely is one of those ones that's really stuck with me. I would say my next game, I'm going to go for, I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying, like you said, I'm trying to think of games that shaped you sort of thing. Mm. I'll go for Re- Revenge, the um, WCW versus NW Revenge. <laughs> how just... did that shape you? <laughs> <laughs> how did that shape who you are today? <laughs> it was a wrestling game, but I think it's the the fun times that we all had as like, you know, when we were younger and like, it, it it was just a fun game to play and i think we 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 shared a lot of humor playing that game <laughs> shared a lot of humor but you know what I mean? <laughs> you know it's one of those multiplayer games that makes you you know you're happy to play it and it's we always have mm. a fun time when we played revenge and i think that's reflected in our personalities <laughs> of us you know <laughs> So yeah, Revenge. <laughs> it's my second game. Revenge. Yeah. Okay. Second, um, game. second for me. Again, this is just off the cuff. I'd say probably the original Tomb Raider was a big game right. for me for multiple reasons. I, I probably first off it was I just got a Sega Saturn. I thought it was like a really expensive machine that you know I was so lucky to have, um, which which ironically was you know underpowered compared to the PlayStation. Without getting too emotional, but like my my parents bought the Sega Saturn for me, and it was one of the first games I had on that, and yep. it was um, it was one of the first games I, I saw my dad interested in. I think he just wanted to kind of like bond with me over having something new, and, and we played. <laughs> he just saw the titties, <laughs> the triangle titties. Oh, I, think I, I think I want to bond with you, Jake. <laughs> Who's that? What about what's that what game, Jake? <laughs> I don't want to play. Yeah, I don't want to play a Sonic. I want. What's this little cheeky number? What's <laughs> <laughs> this a pixelated beast? Can we play that? Can we play that? <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, it was one of the the first games that I remember that made use of a like a three D engine. Yeah, not for the tits, but for the no, for no, the no, tombs. No, <laughs> <laughs> tombs, not tits. Yeah. I just said that I have um, fond memories of that game. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna jump into the next one because yeah. I'm gonna say Splinter Cell. Hmm. I agree with you on that. I think that that was uh, another like a landmark game. Yeah, and I I don't know which one to be like, like the original. Obviously, I could pick, but I just think for the fact that I feel like the the games that me and you have played, because um, we're always on about co op games, and I think. Mm. Well, the the latest one, right? Surely. Yeah, the latest. I can't remember what it was called now, but um, I suppose it shapes you because, like, you, you know, I'm playing with you. You know, you're a you know one of my best friends. It's like getting emotional, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like we, you know, we play it, and there's like a lot of teamwork, and you have a lot of fun, and you have a lot of banter. And I feel like you know you get to know someone a lot when you play like a co-op game, especially, especially a game. <laughs> I say that. You get, to me, you get to know me as I, as I take someone out. Do you know me now? Do you know me? Take him out, Jay. Take him out. No, no, but you, it feels like you have shared experiences with someone then. Do you know what I mean? Like playing these different co-op games. So I think mm. Splinter Cell has a, definitely a, a special place in my, in my repertoire. Okay. Number three for me. Um, off the top of my head, hmm. you got to go on top of the head. Um, ironically, this is definitely not one of my favorite games, but probably Shenmue. Okay, because of 
the feeling of culture that it got across. It was the first game I played where I really felt a sense of place. I yeah. felt like I was in Japan and I was really riding that forklift. <laughs> <laughs> what every person wants to do when they get to Japan is, is ride a forklift. It wasn't like the most spectacularly beautiful game, but it was quite often uh, true to real life. So there was lots of overcast skies and like industrial. I remember the, the Dockland areas and stuff. I remember, so it, it felt more um, like a real life uh, cultural experience than, than anything else, uh, than rather right. like a pretty game. You got to know it like that. Mm, especially, um, you know, I've been to Japan myself uh, twice. And it really did capture the the kind of cultural essence of Japan. How about you? Number three. Number, no, I'm a number four. You're number uh, four? What have you yeah. had then? I've had Ocarina of Time, Splinter Cell, and <laughs> Revenge have all shaped me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say the last game, I'm going to say Bioshock, just mm. because of the story. And just it, it just was one of the first games that just got me thinking about things. I don't know, that was bigger than games a bit. Mm. With the themes that it held and just like... You, you know, know what? I'm going to, without even thinking about it, I'm going to raise you on that. I think I agree. Yeah. It was the first game that I've played that I felt was more than a game. It yeah, was, right. It was more... They were trying to like... It was an art piece. It was like a novel. There was like messages in there that, you, that got you thinking about things like outside of the gaming world. It was just very... Yeah. It was more than the mechanics. Yeah, like by no means that Bioshock isn't the best shooter mechanically, mm. as a shoot, you know, as gameplay wise shooter. But it was just the whole package, and and the, I think the story that it told, and like there was a lot of powerful moments in there. Like I remember, like obviously, you know, everyone's played. Hopefully, everyone's played. You know, with the would you kindly, but like at the end, did, did you? And we end up beating Andrew Ryan with a golf club, right? Like mm. you kill him in the end. It was a very powerful game. Is that my number three or my, my number four? Four, we're done. So that was a good section, Jay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It made us think deep. We should get okay, off let's... game stuck for. <laughs> yeah, give me a second. My wife just texted me. She said, there is no bell pepper. Need it for dinner. And she said, I didn't want to burst in and scream this on your podcast. That was the correct decision. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bell pepper emergency. Give me one second. Let me see what's right. going down. Let's Are you go. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, Jay, so you read the news, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> what have you seen in the news recently? What's the big story of the week? Amber Rudd has resigned. <laughs> no, no, bigger than that. No. Okay, bigger than that. Massive, it's massive news. Um, Korea. Yes. What have they right. done? They've signed a treaty. Have they? They kind of signed a treaty? Almost putting aside their differences, right? And like, you know, for the, for the the in the name of peace coming together. Hmm. You know, and just um, putting all their history of, of death and the de- destruction behind them. So so what I was thinking, this got me thinking, Jay. If the North and South Korea, you know, can come together, why not the gaming nemesises? <laughs> okay. I want to look at these gaming rivalries. Yeah. And we're sort of going to be like an agony aunt and like we can work out how they can follow North and South Korea's lead. And just like, maybe we can like empathize with the, the main villains as well. Like, you know, we're, we're sort of like therapists, I suppose. Right. This is them coming to our session. 
we're, yeah. like, we're like we're therapists, and these are the, these are two characters coming in, and we're trying to sort out their issues because they've been fighting for a long time, and we need to work out a strategy moving forward that that that, that, that would involve peace. I'm all about strategy. The format of this game is I'm going to give you the two characters in question that are having differences. We'll discuss those differences and how they can resolve them. Okay. So let's start off with a classic. Mario and Bowser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. what is Mario's beef with Bowser? <laughs> I think the main beef in question, yeah. And to be is honest... He's kidnapped and raped <laughs> his girlfriend. <laughs> is it his girlfriend? No, I don't even know if his girlfriend. There's no mention of like any... I thought the big issue would be whether he'd raped her or not. But apparently... <laughs> Mario or Bowser? <laughs> Bowser? Well, I certainly hope Bowser. <laughs> Mario's... No, we can't talk about rape. No, no. No, we no, we can't do that. Up. We can't do that. No, no. it's gone. Um, it's gone. You know what we should do, though? If I, if we were therapists and we, we wanted to iron out Mario and Bowser's differences, then, you know, we get him into our little office or whatever, and, like, you know, they're on their couch. And then I just arrest Bowser because he can't just go around kidnapping... It's not really therapy, though, is it? If you just start to hang... <laughs> Arrest him! <laughs> <laughs> therapy session over. <laughs> no, but there he is can't nothing to be like, resolved. We're, we're trying to resolve his differences, but if someone kept on stealing Yana, yeah, and she's a bit stupid, you know, she's getting kidnapped every fucking Are you talking about day. Yana now or the princess? No, 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 the princess. But no, I mean, and if we should clarify it. Getting... We should clarify it. I mean, if, if she was Yana getting is my, Yana is my fiancée. <laughs> You know, if Ma- Mario's missus is the peach, right? So, I mean, I, I assume it's his missus. There's no... It's his missus. It's his missus. <laughs> <laughs> but I- I- I've never known any any description of saying it's his missus. All I know is that Mario looks out for the peach, right? There's no thing that says that Mario and Peach are in a relationship. No. There's no. nothing there. Maybe, maybe it's unrequited. Do you not think maybe it's like an obsession that he has? Who, Mario? Yeah, maybe. She's lucky. I mean, like, you know, every single time. Every... She's stringing him along, though, isn't she? No, exactly. He's just a plumber. And then all of a sudden, he's got to, like, you know, put put down his day job. He's losing hours. He's losing wages. Do you know what I mean? He's got to take a few days off from work. She gets kidnapped every year. Careless. It is. Careless. But, like, talking about putting aside their differences, I mean, could if someone was kidnapping your girlfriend every year, well, every year, and then I, I think we probably <laughs> need to have a word. Do you not think? Yeah. I, I think it's yeah, yeah you'd it's have out to of call control. it. Yeah, and there should be one Mario episode. Like, I don't know why Mario doesn't take a little shiv. <laughs> you know, just finishes it once for all. <laughs> you know, because what does he do at the end of the day? Like, he chucks Bowser into outer space. You know, he always swings his tail and then he chucks him away, and then he's like, he's going to come back. But a good shiv in the belly, you know, make sure he's, well, he's he, not. He wouldn't be eating anytime soon. But also, he wouldn't kidnap anytime soon. I like how, um, our, you know, we're trying to put aside differences and our only advice to therapists would be shiv him in the belly and just call it a day. <laughs> well, we have a history of violence on the show. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is Bowser, I don't think there is any, it's going to be tough to, to mend that relationship because Bowser should be arrested. He should be in prison. Like in real life terms, he'd be probably like, oh, I think like the Golden State Killer. <laughs> You know, who? If you're not seeing the Golden State Killer on the news, state or steak? No, state, state. No, Golden State Killer. Is that you recent? Seen it? Is that yeah, recent? very recent. 
It's for this this uh, murderer that um, has been around since like the nineteen seventies, and he's committed like forty murders or something. And he's back, is he? Well, no, he's not back. But they've only just caught him because of advanced DNA evidence. Well, no, no one needs any. No one needs any DNA for Bowser, right? I mean, like when the princess is gone, there's like you know massive footprints. But he's he's shouting about it though, isn't he? Yeah. He's, 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 he's in his pirate ship, laughing his head off. Yeah, yeah exactly. He needs someone. Needs to, the authorities need to do something. So we've decided, in my opinion, I mean my professional opinion, is there's no hope for them putting aside their differences. Would you agree, Jay? Well, I can't really say anything they've got in common. You know what I mean? No, but I mean, like, is there a solution to their to their aminos- am- amosity? Uh, uh, Animosity. 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 In a nutshell, I think Bowser should be put to sleep. (laughs) There is no hope for him. No, yeah. That's if you believe in the capital punishment. Yeah, exactly. And I can't even see it from Bowser's perspective. He's just someone who wants. He doesn't even do anything with a peach. He just sort of like does it for fun. I mean, we don't know what goes beyond beyond closed doors, but he's he's just. you know, he's just doing this every single time. He's not really getting much out of it. He must be sexually motivated, do you not think? Um, I know he wants to always marry her, so that that, that does sound, you I know... I think he has someone... a troubled childhood. He must have a troubled childhood, do you not think? Yeah, something must have happened to him. Well, there's no hope for Bowser, but what about our next couple? <laughs> it's like blind date or something. But um, No one knows what that is. <laughs> Star Fox. <laughs> and I'm not a pet, not... <laughs> I thought you were gonna say bloody. Peppy's Peppy. not a villain. Peppy, <laughs> you always bring Peppy into it. Fox and Peppy aren't gonna put aside their differences unless Peppy's like livid that Fox is taking the limelight. <laughs> I always tell you to do a barrel roll. You fucking. <laughs> I, I save your life all the time. No, I'm talking about Fox and Andros. I'll be honest. I don't really know much about Andros. All I know is from fighting him that he's just a big head. What a complex villain he is. <laughs> They spent all of five minutes in character development, <laughs> just making big heads. <laughs> just, just, just draw a big head and be done with it. No, but he had big hands as well, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> big hands as well. <laughs> draw big hands as well and be done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promotion to that guy. Big hands suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. He's going. I've got a big head. I've got a big head. This is going to be the villain. They're going. Uh, but has he got a big hand? Well, now he has promoted. <laughs> But I gather from my like I, don't, I haven't done much research into Andros, but I think he's just like a big head in the sky, who's got big hands. What is he doing? I mean, like, no, I think he like takes over planets and stuff. But if you were a he big head, he takes over the... planets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if if you were just a big head in the sky, I mean, there's not a lot to do, right? I mean, like, there's no one coming to visit you or anything. Like, if Fox made an effort and came to you know bring him something, are you, you know, saying that? I think Fox is to blame here. I think Andros is very misunderstood. Andros has obviously got anger issues. Um, <laughs> Fox and his crew are going around, you know, doing their own thing. They, they don't even think about Andros and how he's feeling. <laughs> I think what we should do... I think you've uncovered a, a big complex character. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I have. I think Andros... <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks he's just a big head and <laughs> big hands. This is a good point, right? At what point has there ever been a game where in the sequel the enemy or, or the like the boss villain 
has done a U-turn and become good. That is a good point, and I can't think of one off the top of my head. That would be a good twist. That is a fucking good twist. The next Star Fox, Andros, is suddenly, you know, Star Fox's best mate. You will win. You will win, <laughs> win Star Fox. <laughs> you win every time, Star Fox. <laughs> it's like a game show host. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry, Star Fox. You'll win this time. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? And like maybe maybe he could go around like you know, um Star Fox and all Peppy and all them and, and Slippy and then just, and then just a big head. <laughs> the big head going You're gonna win Star Fox <laughs> Do a barrel roll head. It'd be very unexpected. You gotta give me that. But that's a good um point for just games in general. I think like that would be a good twist to have. Mm. And then maybe Away from the architectural that villain would blow type. My, that would blow my mind if there was like it know, would blow my mind yeah if like a re- yeah i'm on about like a real villain not bowser or anything i'm on about like something like in a real game that like is a villain and then like like who like who that's what i mean i can't think of it ganondorf <laughs> ganondorf get ganon after after like 12 iterations of ganon being the the supreme boss he turns around with like a flower in his hair <laughs> Skipping through Hyrule. 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 This is my Hyrule. This is my Hyrule. I love Hyrule. <laughs> um, yeah, but maybe Andrus. I mean, obviously, if he does end up on Fox's side. So, what we're saying is Fox needs to, like, send him an invite. Um,. Send him an invite. A letter to Tyrannos, you fat-headed prick. Dear big head. Only joking, and 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 Andrew, Andrew, maybe he's joking, Andrew. We're going to call you Andrew. How do you fancy coming along with the lads? Andrew's like his 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 new name. Yeah. He's gone from Andros to Andrew. <laughs> Just Andrew. Andrew the Big Head. No. Andrew Big Head is his nickname. Andrew does certainly not strike fear in the heart of, of the Star no, Fox crew. No, the galaxy doesn't give a fuck if Andrew's trying to take over. <laughs> Andrew. But, um, it's me, are... Andrew. <laughs> and everyone just carries on their daily routine. They don't care. <laughs> Cruise the galaxy and you can help us out. I imagine his anger isn't going to go away just by hanging out with Fox. So maybe like, I feel like if he gets involved with some competitive sports or something, he might be, you know, him and Fox can play chess or something just to get a bit of the anger out. Cause he could still beat star Fox and humiliate him, but just chess, not like a classical <laughs> anger ridden. You won't win star Fox. Are you angry? Well, you should play some chess. That'll get <laughs> yeah, rid not, of not, it. Not boxing or anything. <laughs> chess. <laughs> We prescribe you five hours of chess, Andros. And we're coming to a close now, listeners. Um, we finished the this week's episode of um, I Don't Have Time to Game Anymore. Please, if you want to, tweet us at um, I-D-H-T-T-G-A. That's I Don't Have Time to Game Anymore. Um, with any thoughts or whatever's on your mind, we don't care. Um, so it's goodbye from me, David. And I'd just like to add... If you'd like to tweet us, then uh, it's likely that you'll get read out on the show, considering how many followers we've got. 
You will definitely um, 100% get read out on the show. I'd just like to add, if you'd like to star heart or favorite us on your podcast app of choice, then we'd really appreciate that because uh, we're trying to work on our marketing skills. <laughs> That's it from me, uh, Jay. See you next week. Bye.